Welcome to the History Simplified Podcast, where we simplify history. Today, we'll try again. We're leading up to 19... We're doing 1900 to 1910. We tried this last week, but the file's corrupted, so we brought her back. Welcome to the show, BB. Thank you. Glad to be here yet again. What an honor to be here twice in one week. All right. <laughs> um, 1900 to 1910. What a world. So let us jump in, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. The turn of the 20th century presented a world with remarkable advancements, technology, culture, and politics. It was a time of change in progress that set the stage for the modern era. So let's explore the significant events, innovation, and cultural shifts in this captivating decade, shall we? Yes, love it. Big fan of this decade. Yep. One, in, one of the most notable achievements of the early 1900s was the expansion of global empires. Empires such as the British, the French, and the Russians controlled vast territories across the globe. Uh, the Victorian era would end in this time with the death of Queen Victoria in 1901, which up until 2015, she was the longest reigning monarch in British history to be surpassed by the late Queen Elizabeth II. Um... By 1921, Britain would hit its peak, becoming the largest empire in the history of the world, controlling more than one-fourth of the total landmass. And uh, because of these colonies, France and Britain are in the top two in the modern day with the most time zones, with all their own territories. France is up number one with French Polynesia and all that, spanning 13 time zones. They also have French Guyana. In fact, Europe's largest national park is in French Guiana in South America. Oh, in South America? Yes. Well, how interesting. <laughs> yeah, the uh, last colony in um, South America. It's a French overseas department, but it's basically a colony. We just, we, it's, it's always been that way. <laughs> um, well, it definitely sounds like a decade full of great technological, social, and political change. Yeah, what do you say? Um, however, this period also saw the dawn of nationalist movements, which challenged imperial powers and set in motion of decolonization, which wouldn't be completely finished until 1997, when many people see that the last empire, being ironically the British, died when Hong Kong was ceded to the People's Republic of China in 1997. Empires never last forever. <laughs> it's like the Tears for Fear song in the 80s. Huh. Um <laughs> Uh, one big nationalist movement in China was the Boxer Rebellion, which got its name because a lot of the revolutionaries were apparently really good at boxing. Um, a bunch of countries came together, and these countries including Britain, France, the United States, Austria, Hungary, and Germany, Italy, a bunch of countries with colonial interests. Not all of them got stuff, of course, but it's still unique that they were there. Yeah, and they, that actually was right there, right at 1901, just the beginning of that decade. And just they Boxer Protocol was signed, so yeah, yeah, hit it. And multinational, as you just discussed, yep. yeah, an international effort just to say, no, you don't get to have imperialist lands. That's for us. What's our reasoning? Because I said so. Ah, I got both diplomacy. <laughs> you just gotta love it at some point. Well, and I guess the boxers, a.k.a. the Society of Righteous and Harmonious Fists, it's really quite the name. Sounds, yep. sounds like a, a tough time. Yeah. 
It was uh, King, the Qing Dynasty. Uh, they would eventually be successfully overthrown in 1911 or 1912. And then China just went downhill from there. Um, Which, I mean, you can't go farther than rock bottom. They proved us wrong. They're probably listening to us right now. So we should maybe... <laughs> not like they can find our IP address or something. No, not very easily at all. <laughs> we love. You <laughs> so hard of. <laughs> In the world of science and technology, the years 1900 to 1910 witnessed groundbreaking discoveries and inventions. For instance, in 1903, December 17th to be exact, uh, the Wright brothers achieved the first successful powered flight. A couple hundred feet, lasting 20 seconds, in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Do you know what the aircraft was called? It had a name. Yeah, the Wright Flyer. Oh, yeah. But ouch. One point for BB. Leave for 12 seconds. I think you said that. Stag. And covered a distance of, did you say this part? A couple hundred feet. 120 feet, to be perfectly exact. Yes. Okay, Unless there's like, remember we talked about two right before Christmas. It was like quite the Christmas present for their families, I'm sure. Yeah, for the two people who care about math and statistics and all of that, it was 112 feet, like 12 seconds. 120. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. Hey, I uh, to the Wright brothers, every foot mattered. <laughs> they were probably so. Can you imagine how excited they were? Yeah, but the claim is actually disputed. Like one person in Brazil in 1907 apparently flew, but. Oh, I like oh, plays it disputed, like a lot of things in history. Conspiracy theorists love them. Well, it's not like conspiracies, just like there's also a theory on if the state of Ohio or North Carolina gets the credit because the first flight was in North Carolina, but the right brothers are from Ohio. Right. Fight, 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 fight. Please, adults. What that, what that really matters. <laughs> the United States tried that before. It took yeah. us five years. <laughs> I don't think we want that again. So we already have enough fight. It's called the presidential election. That's true. Um, yeah. Coming, coming at us very soon and loud. Coming soon to a voting booth near you. Uh-huh. Good luck. Um, meanwhile, the scientific community experienced a period of remarkable progress. In 1905, the famous German scientist Albert Einstein published his theory of relativity, reshaping our understanding of space, time, and gravity. Additionally, the scientific advancements like the uh, Russo-Polish Marie Curie's groundbreaking work in radioactivity and Max Planck's, Planck's or Planck's, I don't know, uh, development of the quantum theory further opened new frontiers of knowledge. Or if you didn't understand half of that script, which I know some of you probably didn't, a lot of good stuff happened. Yeah, some people call it Ein- that 1905 year Einstein's miracle year because he also wrote, he published four different papers in that same year, which is pretty impressive because mm-hmm. um, these papers laid the foundation for modern physics, including the theory of special relativity and the photoelectric effect, which I'm actually not even sure what that is. Do you know? Nope. I should move my hand. Yeah. <laughs> So write in the comment notes if you know anything about Einstein's photo. Like there is a comment. So remember, yet, yet, not yet, coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. Simplifying history, simplified history, history simplified. Sorry, history simplified on a YouTube channel. Just for the notes, for the record, 
all the guest hosts make one mistake. So oh, I, I did not make a mistake last last recording though. Yeah, but you just meant it's oh. fine. It happens to everyone. Hacks are the best. Okay, okay. this is simplified on YouTube coming soon, where you can leave comments, comments, and you can subscribe and yes. like and follow. You y'all finally have a chance to criticize me if I mispronounce no, a word or something. Fair. Hey, you know what? Every comment I know you higher on. I know list. enough YouTube to where you will get at least well, one comment to criticize. That's true. Yeah, you got to have tough skin. It's the twenties. Anything could. <laughs> anyway, let us know if you know anything about the photoelectric effect, because yeah, we're not so sure yet. Yeah, but it was we, a great year indeed. Well, we uh, Google it off <laughs> after recording. Um, we now like to take time to do our um, off-script Olympic interlude from 1900 to 1910. That's probably copyrighted. That's right. Then the decade from 1900 to 1910 would feature three Olympics. Um, the, fir- there'd be- the first modern Olympics was in 1896 in Athens, Greece, as a tribute to the ancient Olympics. And if you're a nerd like me, you watch the opening ceremony, which you can next year in the Paris Summer Olympics in 2024. You can see that Greece always presents itself first at the opening Olympics, again, as a tribute to the ancient Greek Olympics, which would be banned by, I think it was Roman, but and Emperor Theodosius I. Hmm. Uh, Love the Olympics. Yeah. Do you have a preference over the summer or the winter? Uh, I like winter sports, but I prefer to watch the summer Olympics. Interesting. So I'm like a 50-50. I feel like I love both, but I watch more of the winter Olympics simply because of the timing. Yeah, like it's cold outside or at home a little bit more maybe. I don't know. I just like yeah. summer Olympics are... The first Olympics I actually watched was the... Uh, 2020-2021 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Mm. But I was on a road trip, so I kind of watched it on a computer. Oh, funny. Okay. So, uh, Good way to pass the time. Kind of interesting. Way yeah. Uh, the first Olympics of this decade would be in 1900 on the dot in Paris, France. My, what hey. foreshadowing. Yes. A um, circle moment about to happen. It have, it would have about 1,200 total athletes. Um it would include a mixed team, which actually, yeah. looking at the tables on the screen here, actually got fourth overall in number of medals. A mixed team was basically a bunch of people would come from other countries. If their specific country couldn't provide a team, they'd come together and be what's called a mixed team. Um, for this um, event venue in Paris, uh, the top three nations in order of receiving medals was France, the United States, what? and the United Kingdom. France had 27 gold medals, 38 silver, and 37 bronze with a total of 102 medals. The United States had 19 gold, 14 silver, and 15 bronze with a total of 48. What a drop-off. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Great Britain had 15 gold, silver. Eight silvers and nine bronze for a total of 32. Talk about a home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, the United States and Great Britain would also host the other two. That's true. Um, and then the mixed team, just for the record, got 19 total medals. And now, I don't know what it's called, but they do have, they still have people who represent or who come in and don't have their country, right? Or maybe, uh, like, maybe they still So in 2018, the Russian Federation got, um, 
convicted on the on drug usage. So they actually got banned from the Olympics, quote unquote banned. Um, they are the Russian Olympic Committee. They can't play the Russian anthem. Can't you? Oh, Russian. Okay, I'm. But it's Russian athletes, so interesting. Okay, that maybe that's what I'm thinking. Which I mean, it's kind of kind of see how the uh, International Olympic Committee is going to treat Russia with all the in Eastern Europe right now. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. I just don't want to get demonetized if this ever goes on YouTube. <laughs> so, like uh, and subscribe, please. Uh, <laughs> well, you can, please. But it's on YouTube. If you get a uh, demonetization strike three times, you get deleted. Oh gosh! So yes, I, uh, yeah, and Guinness World Records actually um, a little off topic. I'm sorry, but Guinness World Records actually started lashing out on creators like any thumbnails. Like if you go on YouTube, oh, yeah, they'll have a title and a thumbnail, right? Anything that had the Guinness World Record logo in it would get struck. Oh wow! Uh, there's one American. I think he said from Texas. Okay, in Preston Place, he already had two strikes, so he was on the verge of getting terminated. Oh, my but God. apparently, Guinness came out a few days after. They lashed out to some sort of grow bar or whatever. It went rogue or something. Oh, wow. I don't know. Uh, well, you got to protect your um, logo. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of YouTubers, like Mr. Beast, a few years ago, like four or five years ago. Oh, yeah, of course, Mr. Beast. Yeah, the second largest creator by numbers and the largest just by popularity. Um, while back, like five years ago, I think, he did like the world's largest firework display. And a bunch of bean players like him had to switch up their thumbnails and really quick so they wouldn't get struck. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. There you go. little off topic. I'm sorry. Give me a break. Oh, we're, we're going. We've been recording for a while. I know, and I got, I still, we haven't talked about this. All right. So, that goes in? Yeah, sure. Okay, because one of my favorite things that, that happened in this uh, decade was in 1904, I believe it was, um, the New York subway which is the world's largest and oldest rapid transit systems began operations, revolutionizing urban transportation. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my brother, Ben. Yeah, hi, Ben. Hi, Ben and Grace. Hi, uh, Baker. And hi, Baker. Um, shout out. So we forgot to finish the Olympic interlude. We have two more. Oops. Uh, 1904 would be seen as a rather cruel Olympic Games, as it was originally supposed to be in either New York or Boston, um, but it got moved to St. Louis because they had the World's Fair there and, you know, politics, stuff like that. Um, wait, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, but, like, for the marathon, it was a rocky road. There was one water station, and apparently the guy running it was a doctor doing quote-unquote, medical experiments with all the um, marathoners. Yeah, and the guy we got first place, I think he's American. Um, halfway through, he took a break, caught a cab, and then was like, hey, I think I can finish this. Stopped where he was, finished the race, um, got a, the wreath, the all of the hum reef, whatever, was put on his head, like, President Theodore Roosevelt's daughter, and then someone in the crowd figured out that he had actually cheated, and the real guy was some, I think he's from Jamaica, just some random guy who aired at the last second from Jamaica. Oh my gosh. He just ran across the finish line, got, like, champagne, the Roosevelt family, all this, that, and the other, and it's just, like, 
Where's this? Send on him for where'd this go? Start on the cheating early on. But yeah, we don't, do not condone cheating. D- don't don't cheat, kids. That's right. We don't stand for that here. Yeah, history simplified where we don't cheat. <laughs> uh, the top nation would be coincidentally the host nation, the United States, with seventy six gold, seventy eight silver, and seventy seven bronze, setting a record at the time with a total of two hundred and thirty one medals and a drastic drop off in second place would be the german empire four gold medals five silver medals and six bronze the grand total of 15. just gonna let that sit for a second anyway a third place was (laughs) a third place was british canada with four gold medals one silver and one bronze with six medals and the mixed team apparently tied with the Kingdom of Hungary with four medals for fifth place. You know, just for the record out there, just throwing that out. Um, I feel like you. I feel like you're really proud of this mixed team. You're rooting for the underdog here. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. Everyone has a good underdog mixed team. And apparently, the original Olympics up until like 1908, I think. Not not 100 percent sure on that. Don't vote me on that. Um, I actually had tug of wars in Olympic sport. Oh, ancient life that it was in the ancient Greek games, so they brought a lot of that over. Um, I forgot to mention this, but some of the other games that I didn't exactly know the names were gymnastic artistics, which is just a fancy way of saying gymnastics, Basque, po- Poletta, um, which is I still don't understand what it is. I discovered this like five minutes before record. Well, yeah, I think so. I will say that. Pelota is a ball in Spanish, so... I don't speak Spanish. I speak well, I know, but I do. That's why you have me here. Uh, je parle français, oui. No. That's Spanish for no. <laughs> no. Um, uh, wait, look at location. I bet it's in Spain. Uh, location. Uh, southwestern regions of France and northwest Spain. Where it originated. Dun, hmm. The more you know. Don't worry about that. But, uh... Was so, there a third one that you had for us? Yeah, and then equestrian jumping, which I didn't know was just horses jumping over things. I thought that was just called horse jumping. So, yeah. Uh, weird Olympic sports. <laughs> um, our last Olympic Games in the decade would be by Great Britain in 1908, held in London, which it was also one in 2012, which apparently the Queen skydived in the opening ceremony. I think so. I'm not 100% sure about that. Like, hold on. I did not miss that. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, entertain that for a second. I'll try to fill us in with some... Read out some of your notes. Um, well, I just wanted to talk about... Oh, boy. Uh, oh, you know what we're going to talk about? Um, we're going to go back to 1901. The first Nobel Prizes were awarded in 1901. Recognizing outstanding achievements in physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, and peace. And the first Nobel Prize was awarded um, that year to Henry um, Dennett and Frederick Passy. Um, and that's what I have for you. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm going to watch an ad. Oh my gosh, give me a second. <laughs> Like we're losing some uh, professional points here. <laughs> for- very professional. I, pro- I promise we're good. Please stick around. I'll, I'll release another one like a week. Um, hold on. Uh, so James Bond, actor James Bond, talks to the queen, gets in a helicopter, flies through everywhere. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Look, hold on. There she is. Skydiving 2012. This is a real. This is from the Olympics. I mean, oh my gosh. Wait a minute, folks. Escorted to the London 2012 opening ceremony by James Bond, played by Daniel Craig. Is that um, totally legit? This is so. I remember this. Uh, well, I'm, it's either that or I'm very stupid. Um, wow. Well, the top nation. I'm not sure where we're going with this, but that's incredible. Yeah, just definitely my just favorite. Just so good. At least she rests in peace. There. But uh, yeah, on with the queen. God save the king, all that. Um, top nation again with home field advantage would be Great Britain with 56 gold. 51 Saturn yeah, and 30. like that's bronze. the key is to host the Olympics. That's how you win. Uh, sounds nothing. Double medals there. of 146. The United States in second with 23 gold. Oh, we're hmm. about to break some records here. <laughs> 23 gold medals, 12 silvers, and 12 bronze, a total of 47. Third place would actually be the Kingdom of Sweden. Wait, hold on. This is now the longest episode on history so far. Uh, we just not the only one breaking records. Yeah, uh, third place would be Sweden with eight gold, six silver, and eleven bronze, with a total of twenty-five. And the mixed team is not here anymore. May they rest in peace. Thank us in eleventh place. Hold on. Okay. Um, where was I? Okay. Uh, this is gonna go on for a long time. No, we just. <laughs> In the, in the realm of art and culture, the early 1900s marked a period of vibrant creativity and innovation. The decade witnessed the birth of groundbreaking artistic mu- movements such as Falvoism and Cubism. Artists like Henry Moss and Pablo Picasso challenged traditional norms and introduced novel approaches to visual representation. Yes, and when this is on YouTube, please tell us about your favorite Matisse and Pablo paintings uh, in the notes. Yeah, leave it in the comments down below. Um, I'm a little distracted here. Um, moreover, the decade of 1900 to 1910 witnessed significant political changes in social attitudes and women's rights. 1903, the women's suffrage and political union was founded in the United Kingdom, at advocating for women's suffrage. Their activism and determination laid the groundwork for the eventual achievement of women's voting rights in many countries. During, or many countries. The geopolitical land... Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot to say something. What is it? <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, oh, yeah. It was the first country to um, allow women to vote. I, it was New Zealand. Oh, really? Anyway. I was like, sure, what if we did this? Why not? And it's groundbreaking. Yeah. So the... Wyoming was the first U.S. speed to allow women. Probably because there's like three women there. And so they figured, well, we just need voters. And why not? Um, the geopolitical landscape was also marked by tense international relations in this period. The 1904 to 1905 Russo-Japanese War brought about a significant shift in power dynamics. As turns out, no, European empires aren't invincible, as Russia had a severe blow to the growing empire of Japan. Um... Additionally, the formation of the Triple Entente between France, Russia, and eventually the United Kingdom in 1907 set the stage for volatile political climate leading up to World War I. And for the history nerds, the German, Austrian, and Italian defensive alliance was formed 
in the 1880s. So the Entente was actually formed to counter that alliance. So, yay. Remember, if your enemy does something bad, just counter it. We still, we still fight. We don't, we do not condone fighting on the History Simplified podcast. Please don't sue me. Um, in the field of sports in 1900, Mark, does, wait, I already did this. Um, hold on. Second page. A thorn. The decade of 1900 to 1910 also witnessed significant strides in social reform and labor rights. No, you can't just put kids into the coal mine, Queen Victoria. Kids are kids. They need to have school. Stay, stay, in, stay in school, kids. Don't do that. Um, yeah, that's also important. Oh, I dropped the mic. Uh, sorry if you heard some... Sorry for those wearing headphones if you heard some weird stuff. I just dropped the mic. Um... <laughs> Across the globe, workers united to demand improved working conditions. Like, you know, not dying and stuff like that. That That's stuff that might Maybe be important. More water breaks on a marathon. Yeah, in the Olympics. Yeah, you know, all that. All of them. It was a small thing. You know, make sure people don't die and stuff like that. It is essential. Wait, hold on. Uh, working conditions to fair wages. This period saw the rise of influential labor unions such as the Industrial Workers of the World, IWW, which when typing this, I seriously thought it meant to say World War One, but no, I'm just blind. Um, the, the, internet, the IWW would be formed in the United States advocating for women, for workers' rights and social justice. We already talked about women's rights. Um, as we can... Can't talk about it enough, Safer. Fair <laughs> As we conclude our exploration in the remarkable decade, remarkable decade that was the nineteen, how would you say, like nineteen ones, nineteen nineteen hundred to nineteen ten. Yeah, um, it is essential to remember that despite the progress and achievements during this time, it was also a period of great challenges and unrest. World events during these years set in motion the tumultuous events of the twentieth century, challenging humanity's resilience and sparking for a call spark. Sparking a call for change. Why can't I stop mumbling? Thank you for joining us today <laughs> on the History Simplify podcast. Thank you for coming out again, BB. Yes. So, I'm so, so sorry we had to bring you out a second time. That's okay. Um, we would love to have you here again if you're willing to do it. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. I will see you next week. Hopefully this file won't corrupt. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spirit Bank. Thank you for reminding me. Woo! Thanks, Spirit Bank. From Abuela, Leroy says hi. For those who know, you'll know. And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.